Hello, hello, everybody. This is Jessica and Sadie, and today we are talking about season six, episode ten of The Amazing Race. And the original air date. I think we've forgotten to say it on the last two. Oh. The original air date was January 18th, 2005. All right. So we're post-Christmas, post-holidays, back into the swing of things. My anniversary is in January, but that's pretty much the only exciting thing that happens in January. (laughs) (laughs) Or our stepdad's birthday. That is true. All right. Well, we had the team's... Um, left off in Corsica last episode, mm-hmm. the island off of the coast of France. And we had the first team to check in were Adam and Rebecca because they did the fast forward. And they are going to depart the pit stop at 12, 12 a.m. And the clue says, travel by ferry to the city of Nice, and then make your way to the city garden and find the bust of this World War I hero. His name's Albert the First to find the next clue. I don't Albert the First of what? I don't know. He's a World War One hero. <laughs> so they get to the ferry place and they find out it doesn't leave until like eleven thirty. So that gives everybody <laughs> else time to catch up to them. Yeah, as they were leaving, Rebecca's like, somehow I don't think fairies are leaving right now. Yeah. <laughs> at midnight. So then we have Freddie and Kendra that left at two oh three. Lori and Bolo at two thirteen. Chris and John at 2.14, John and Victoria at 2.18, and Hayden and Aaron at 2.51. Yeah, so they were. Which I'm like, wait, what? Because we were, in the last episode, Victoria and Jonathan were walking to the pit stop and they turned around and saw Hayden and Aaron. Maybe she just said that to get Jonathan to go faster. But they like, like, the way they filmed it, they like, we could see them in the background. Could we? Yeah. It felt like I thought we saw them come up behind them. So how come we're 40 minutes or 30 minutes? I don't know. I wonder if they got a penalty or. Yeah. Maybe there's like a standard penalty for coming in last, like non-elimination. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Didn't make sense to me. But when Hayden and Aaron open their clue, it says they get $143 for this leg of the race, except for Hayden and Aaron get $0 because they they lost their money. They lost their money. And they're finding out that the ferry is about 120 euros. So they have a lot of begging to do. Yeah. But this was a much better place to do it. There's tourists and it looks like a more wealthy area than Somalia. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or I mean Senegal. Sorry. For sure. But they get the money that they need and all the teams make it on the ferry and get that 1130 ferry. Harry, um, Hayden and Aaron kind of barely make it, it seems like, because they have to beg up until the last second. <laughs> yeah. And then they get a little bit more money while they're on the ferry, too. Um, Bolo said that he lost. he's lost 20 pounds. <laughs> So far. On the race, yeah. That's crazy. That's a lot. When you, I mean, I mean, he's like pure muscle, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But just like when you weigh more, it's easier to lose more. But still, that's a lot. Yeah. And then another thing I pointed out or I noticed was that Victoria and Jonathan said that to try to get their communication skills back on track, Victoria is going to take control of all the ground stuff and Jonathan is going to take control of all the air stuff. Which feels really unfair because the air is like not as much as the ground. Yeah, I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. So Victoria's going to do everything. Everything except for both the flights. <laughs> yeah, what does that even mean? Well, the teams get off the ferry, they jump into taxis. Chris and John struggle finding a taxi, but Jonathan and Victoria are the first to the clue. And it says, find the city of Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. When you land, find an airline counter and find the designated airline counter and sign up for one of two charter flights to the town of Lalibela. And you'll find your next clue on the van windshield outside of the airport. So we're going to a new country, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. 
And Kendra says, it'll be a depressing third world country. We've already been to one of those. Mm -hmm. And like shrugs and rolls her eyes. Yeah, she's really mad. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she's mad that they're telling her, asking her to go there. And so all those teams get the clues, make their way to the airport. Chris and John finally get a cab to the clue, get to the airport. They go to a travel agent. Yeah, and so do Jonathan and Victoria. They go to a travel agent to book flights. Well, kind well of. yeah. <laughs> they Jonathan go there and the their computer is down or something and Jonathan yells at them. He's like, So you can't do this for us? And then she's like, No. Yeah, like screaming at them. And then he gets mad at Victoria for butting in, saying, I'm supposed to do the air. And she's like, Well, I told you to handle it, but you scared her. <laughs> I know. I'm like, was her was her computer really down? If a person like that came into my office and was like already so just Yeah, I'd be like, like, Oh no, my computer is broken. Yeah. You have to leave. <laughs> yeah. I probably would. I wonder if her she was actually down or she was just like, I'm not gonna take care of this guy. <laughs> Lori and Bolo go straight to the airport to get tickets, and they are told that there's a flight, an Air France flight that leaves this evening at 6.05, and it goes through Rome. Well, there, there's like a layover in Rome, then to Ethiopia, but they have to spend the whole night in Rome. Yeah, it's a long layover. And they won't, won't arrive in Ethiopia until 10 p.m. the next day. So that's like a really long layover. Mm-hmm. It's like all night. So they book that. And they kind of walk in front of Kendra. Well, it's like they're at the ticket counter and they get the information. Then they walk away from the ticket counter a little bit and talk to each other like, should we do that? Blah, blah, blah. And then go back. And when they get back, Kendra was kind of like waiting She was in just line. kind of like standing yeah, there. Yeah. She wasn't like right up against the counter. She was just kind of standing back and they hadn't. They kind of left the counter, but I don't know. Anyways, they went back to the counter, and she said that they cut in line. Yeah, they and, butted. Yeah. Those barbarians. Yeah. They butted. And she was not happy about that. And. No. Yeah. And then Kent, or Freddie, she like goes over, and she's like, they cut me in line. And he's like, I'm sorry that happened to you. That will never happen again. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> you're going to do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they find out that there is another flight that leaves through, that connects through Nice. Or wait, it leaves. They're they in go nice. to Nice. They are in Nice. And then it goes through Cairo. And it will arrive in Ethiopia. At 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. So it's a few hours behind the other one. And that one is through Swiss Air. Lufthansa. <laughs> I thought it was Swiss Air. Well, this one through Swiss Air is John and Chris. So they're at the travel agent. They book one through Zurich on Swiss Air and then oh, yeah. to Cairo and then Ethiopia okay. with Lufthansa. So Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's some people with a layover in Rome and some with a layover in Cairo, basically. Lori and Bolo are the only ones in Rome right now. Yeah, so they're... They leave earlier and go to Rome and wait longer, but the other teams will meet up with them eventually. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, Victoria, Jonathan and Victoria get to the airport and Victoria is booking the flight, even though Jonathan was supposed to be in charge of the air. Yeah. And Jonathan's like, Victoria did a flawless job. Yeah. Like, it's really not that hard to yeah. book a flight, but... Anyway, so all the other teams are sleeping in the Nice airport. It's kind of funny watching them wake up. Like, Hayden, it was so funny. She, like, sits up and you can tell she's confused. Like, where am I? Yeah. Her hair is, like, all, like, <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, she pops up. Like, that would be really disorienting to, like, wake up in a different place every single day mm -hmm, for a would. month. I'd be like, well, where, I know your, what is Your happening? body probably is so off. Like, there's no rhythm. Like, oh, yeah. No no you know you're of waking up at midnight and then the thing doesn't open until 10 you're sleeping on the street or you're you know mm -hmm. they're changing you, time zones yeah your body probably just <laughs> goes wild <laughs> yeah. they probably honestly people that come home probably sleep for like two weeks straight mm -hmm. just to like catch up yeah well the teams are sleeping adam wakes up a little bit earlier than everybody else and he goes to a ticketing counter and he gets 
a ticket on that Rome layover. Mm-hmm. So he'll get in a little bit earlier. And he was like telling Rebecca about it. And then Rebecca told Chris and John. Yeah. About it. And Adam got super mad. He's like, she can't keep her mouth shut to save her life. The point of this is to win. That he, gets lost on her occasionally. Yeah, he gets really mad. <laughs> and she gets mad that he gets really mad. I know. She's been carrying this team mm-hmm. this whole time. So the one time that she gives out information, yeah. he gets mad. This is like the only thing he's done is get these flights. Yeah. He was so proud of himself too. <laughs> yeah. And she said, I love the game and I love being here, but I don't love being with you. I hate you. In <laughs> Adam, like, so they're sitting in this chair and she says that and he like stands up and he bends over, gets right in her face, rips a bag out of her hand. Yeah. And like looks like like it was like really aggressive. Yeah. He like traps her in so that mm-hmm. she can't leave. And he's like, look at me. And she's like, "We're you're just as bad as Jonathan and Victoria. As soon as we get home, I'm out of this relationship. I've wasted two years on you and I'm not wasting another minute. Yay. I know. <laughs> I'm like, thank goodness. She deserves way better than him. He's not very nice. Yeah, it is a game. But also, you're still at a point where you can make some alliances. And like this one flight's not going to, you know, change everything. Yeah. Anyways, he was not very nice to her. And the reason that he was so upset was because there's three teams on the first charter flight and three teams on the second charter flight. Mm -hmm. So when he got those earlier tickets to catch up with Lori and Bolo and Jonathan and Victoria, then they would have been automatically the three on that first flight, the first charter. Yeah. So then when Rebecca told another team, he was like, well, now we still have to race to get on the first charter and we Mm -hmm. might not even make it. Yeah, and it seemed like they had seats closer to the front of the plane or something, because Adam and Rebecca get to they yeah they were first off and first or they get to the sign up sheet for the first charter mm-hmm. first. So the teams are landing, race into that like a uh, desk of some kind. It's like inside the airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Adam and Rebecca. Jonathan and Victoria and Lori, Lori and Bolo get on that first charter, which is supposed to leave at 8 a.m. And then the second charter leaves at 8.30. And that has Chris and John, Hayden and Aaron, and Freddie and Kendra. And Chris and John were on that first flight with everybody else, so they're a little disappointed that they got on the second charter. But um, just a little bit about Ethiopia, a new country for us. It's officially called the Federal Democratic Republic of Ethiopia. It's a landlocked country on the east side of Africa, um, around like the Horn of Africa. If you can visualize it, it's like the Horn on the east side. And it is, it covers 472,000 square miles. As of 2023, it is home to around 126 million inhabitants. It which makes it the 13th most populous country in the world and the second most populous in Africa after Nigeria and is the most populated landlocked country on earth. The capital and largest city, Addis Ababa or Addis Ababa, I don't really know. I think Phil said Addis too. Addis Addis Ababa. Ababa. Which, yeah. Lies several kilometers west of the East African Rift that splits the country into the African and Somali tectonic plates. I never heard of that. Uh, The main religion is Christianity with about 67% and 31% Islam. And the official languages are, there's several official languages, Afar, Americ, Oromo, Somali, or Tingrinya, which I've never heard of, like, <laughs> any of those. <laughs> it's a federal parliamentary republic. It says, anatomically, modern humans emerged from modern-day Ethiopia and set out for the Near East and elsewhere in the Paleolith- Paleolithic period. Ethiopia is Africa's oldest independent country and one of the oldest in the world. In 980 B.C., 
the kingdom extended its realm over Eritrea and the northern region of Ethiopia and unified several civilizations and like um, tribes over the 900 years. So, yeah, basically has been its own independent country for a very long time. Which is which I'm surprised rare in Africa. Yeah, I'm like it hasn't been colonized by somebody at some point because <laughs> I I'm very surprised by that. Yeah. Let's see. Ethiopia defended itself against foreign invasions, including from Egypt and Italy and Liberia. So people tried, but yeah. were unsuccessful. In 1941, during World War II, it was occupied by the British Army, but it was, like, militarily. Hmm. Interesting. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Let's As see. the teams are, like, flying over, they comment, like, oh, it's so, like, lush and green, and I guess I don't know what I was expecting from, maybe I thought it was more of, like, a Saharan deserty country. I'm not sure. I yeah, don't well, really like, know much about Ethiopia. So. A lot of times when you think of Ethiopia, for some reason, like, that's what you think of, like, like starving African children. Yeah. Like, was there, like, a famine in Ethiopia or something? Well, Kendra says, this kind of poverty is different than Dakar. It's like these people choose to be this way. It's actually kind of refreshing. Even yeah. the animals aren't as skinny. I know, Mike. Who choose? Are you talking about the people in Senegal choose to be that way, or the people? I don't know what that comment was, but it wasn't. It wasn't a good comment. No, it seems like she was implying that the people in Senegal, that was that's the name of the country that they went to, right? Senegal. Am I mixing that up? Okay, like <clears throat> they're just because they like live in that city, they have no choice but to be poor. But the people in Ethiopia. They choose to be poor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ethiopia runs on their own calendar. They have 13, oh. con 13 months in the year, meaning at the moment they're technically in the year 2012. Oh. That's, that's confusing. Yeah. They also run on their own time. One Wait, the day starts at sunrise, so 1 o'clock is sunrise and 12 o'clock is sunset. And they have a 12-hour night. When someone tells you the time, when you're there, just make sure you check if it's Ethiopian time or Western time. So, like, what when the sun comes up, like at seven o'clock, they say it's, it's one o'clock. But the t the sun comes up at a different time every day. I know. I guess it just. And Ethiopia was the birthplace of coffee. Oh my gosh, this website is freaking out. Hold on, I hate it when the ads pop up and it makes the site like jump around it's really annoying yeah yeah ethiopia was never colonized by the europeans it's just one of two african countries that are considered that to not have been colonized so italy tried ethiopians fought back it was never under fully under italian control but i want to know what the second country is it's not telling me over half of africa's mountains are in ethiopia and the first African to win an Olympic gold medal was Ethiopian in I'm pretty sure a, runner, a marathon runner. I'm pretty sure all the marathon, like the Olympic marathon winners from the last like several decades have been from Ethiopia. Not all, but like a good percentage of them. Either Kenya or Ethiopia. I feel like they hmm, are the yeah. two that Yeah, that's a bit about Ethiopia. Nice. <clears throat> So, those chartered planes start landing. The first one lands, and the teams have to run to the van. And there's a clue on the windshield, and it says, Direct your driver to take you to drive you 10 miles to the town of Luz, spelled L E W Z, Luz Village, mm -hmm. and then find the overlook to find your next clue. You have to direct your driver on how where to go. And the driver will only go in the direction that you tell them. So Jonathan tries to hire somebody on the side of the road. He's like, a guide? Is anybody a guide? And they're like, no. So yeah. Victoria's like, come on, we're wasting time. And then they drive a little bit and then they find this kid on the side of the road. <laughs> he gets out and he's like, do you speak English? And the kid's like, yeah. And then Jonathan's like, what color is that? And the kid's like, the sky? And he's like, no, no. 
And then he's like, the son? Like, so obviously the kid speaks English. Yeah. He's like testing him, like yeah. putting him through a test. What color is that? <laughs> yeah. And he's doing it very aggressively. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, come with me. Come with me. And then Victoria says, does he know where he's going? And Jonathan says, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> and then Victoria's like, it does make a difference. <laughs> So they're in this like, van, and it's like Jonathan, this kid, and Victoria, and then the driver yeah, he's in the front right in seat. between them. And it's he looks very confused on why he's in this van with white people. Like he's literally just like looking around, and they're fighting, like right in front of his face, fighting and yelling at each other. And he's like, "What the heck?" Yeah, that poor kid. And my husband Jeff was watching it this time with me. Like he kind of was just like listening in, and he's like. Did they just kidnap that child? Are they going to take him back? Because <laughs> we never really see him again. No. I'm like, where did they drop him off? Or like, what happened to this guy that they just put in the van? Yeah. And it was very weird. <sighs> well, the first set of teams arrive at the next clue. And B- Bolo, like, trips pretty hard oh, yeah. as, as they are, like, running down to the clue box. And it is a detour. The choices are raise the roof or mud the hut. So on raise the roof, you have to carry a thatched roof two-thirds of a mile to a house and place it on the rooftop. And you have help from the locals of carrying it. So it's like this pitch like this pitched roof already. Like Yeah, the roof is wood. already made. You just yeah. have to carry it. Made of wood beams that are just like nailed together that you just have to carry it, but people will help you. Mm-hmm. Or mud the hut, you can you use a plaster made of mud and like stick straw. straw and stuff like that to cover the wall of a house. You like throw the mud at it and cover the wall. And it has to be completely covered. So obviously I'm like, carry the roof. Like yeah. you have help. And they're gonna tell you exactly where to go. And it's not that far. Yeah. But and surprisingly, Lori and Bolo choose I was, mud, like, hut. really surprised on that one. They surprise me a lot on what yeah. detours they choose. <laughs> I'm like, guys, you're, like, the strongest people. Yeah. Why would you not do that? You could probably carry it yourself. Yeah. And John and Victoria also choose mud, the hut. And Adam and Rebecca choose roof. And Jonathan strips down to his underwear. Yeah. <coughs> Why is he always in his underwear? Yeah, he strips down to his underwear to do this and... Always in his underwear. And the other three teams arrive right away. Like, they're not that far behind. Yeah, they're only 30 minutes. And Freddie and Kendra choose mud. And Chris and John choose the roof. And Hayden and Aaron choose roof. And it's pretty obvious right away that the roof one is faster. Yes. Because those teams finish way first. Way, way faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way first. Way first. Yeah, Adam and Rebecca are the first to finish... When you, once you get the roof on the house, you have to climb up a ladder and put, like, the ceramic jug on the top of the roof. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca's like, Adam, hurry, hurry. He's like, come down. I've never put a jug on a roof before. <laughs> so they get the clue first. And it says, deliver two donkeys in to the church in the picture. Is it? Deliver two donkeys to the church that's in the picture to the, like, the priest. The farmer. The, yeah. And it's at St. George's church which is carved into rock it's, it's like, like it's like a, underground almost yeah. and it's, there's a yield ahead it's an 800 year old church yeah that's car like carved into the underground rock it's pretty cool looking it was pretty cool yeah yeah warning yield ahead so hayden and aaron finish and chris and john finish so like we said that one was way faster mm-hmm. so Freddie, yeah, he cuts himself really bad. Yeah. Like, really bad. He's really... Yeah, like, he, like, put his hand down in to grab some of the mud plaster Mm -hmm. stuff and something inside the mud, like, sliced his finger open. Yeah. And he doesn't want to stop and Kendra's crying. Yeah. She... And it's kind of, like, that could be dangerous. Yeah. It is very dirty mud. Mm -hmm. Probably mixed with very... Not very. Probably mixed with dirty water. And, like, that could be dangerous. But she's, like, crying. He's, like, I don't want to get eliminated because of this. Let's keep going. Yeah. She says, she says, your finger is cut and you're touching crap. And he's, like, maybe it's holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. Lori and Bolo, they finish the mud thing. And all the other teams are going. It's nearby. It's a little bit of a walk, but not very far, this 
this the church no this little pin that is pen that's holding the donkeys oh yeah so all the teens are like getting there and the donkeys are being a little bit stubborn <laughs> there's a lot of jackass jokes yeah. going on in this <laughs> like, next few minutes now i understand the reference <laughs> of the stubborn jackass <laughs> and then we cut back to jonathan victoria doing their detour and they're just like picking up mud throwing it and all of a sudden like this blood curdling scream from victoria oh out of nowhere like it was very yeah she i mean she did the same thing she reached her hand mm-hmm. into the mud something cut her finger yeah and she i wrote down out. screams like a banshee yeah <laughs> and she runs over to this couple of guys that are standing there with like jugs of water and they start like washing her hands off and she's screaming and screaming like screaming yeah and she's like nonstop. like it's like her finger got chopped off yeah like yes cuts and things like that hurt and I'm sure it hurt. I'm not saying oh, it yeah. didn't hurt. No, yeah. But her that reaction that was... reaction is like her hand got chopped off. Not just like a cut on her finger. It was like her hand got chopped off. And Jonathan's still doing the detour. The detour. Throwing mud on the wall. And Freddie and Kendra are on the one right next to them. And Kendra's like, Jonathan, help her. And he's like, what? what Why? What's Why? wrong, Victoria? What do I do? What's wrong? And Kendra's like, help her he's not even helping her and she's kendra's bawling yeah she's like she's screaming in pain and you're being a butt and it is so it's very dramatic much happening right now so much crying and screaming and emotions and freaking out and it's just like oh my gosh yeah so this was the moment that i was talking about like when one person kind of says something to jonathan like yeah like help her obviously she needs some help. Like, think about your wife for 10 seconds. Yeah. And not just the race. Yeah, he could have stopped for a second. Yeah. Like, but he never He didn't stopped. even ask her if she was okay. Yeah. And she's over there screaming. So Freddie and Kendra, or Jonathan and Victoria finish. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to get eliminated because my finger hurts. Yeah. She so says, it's just like your finger hurts now. Yeah. Not- it's not you're it's not as serious as you just made it out to be it really was just like that screaming was like oh my gosh what what happened and so they go like this very weird way to go get those donkeys they're running through the fields jonathan's still naked they don't have their shoes on yeah and they're and she's like go over there wait go over there wait Wait go over there wait for me and i'm like well Okay. And she's like, give me my shoes. And he's like, still just in his underwear. No shoes, nothing. She's carrying all the bags and backpacks and stuff. And he's carrying two pairs of shoes. And she's screaming. And so Freddie and Kendra get to the donkeys first. So they get to the donkeys. There's two donkeys left. And they grab one donkey. Jonathan Jonathan and Victoria. Yeah. They grab one. Which is... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Which is good for me because I'm like, <laughs> oh, thank goodness they made a mistake. Yes. Maybe we'll get rid of them. <laughs> so Hayden and Aaron get to the church first with the donkeys. And so Phil th- says this is the first or this is a second of three yields in this season. Yeah. And he like goes through the whole explanation. And so and we were watching this together and we said, did they... Do you, did they do the first yield? And we don't remember it. So yeah, maybe they just didn't, like, maybe nobody yielded and so they didn't yeah. show it. And this is why Phil is, like, doing the whole explanation now. Yeah. So Hayden and Aaron, they choose not to yield anyone. They open the clue and it's a roadblock and it says, who has an eye for detail? So the person doing the roadblock has to go down into this underground church place and they receive a pendant from the head priest and they have to go and search a crowd of over a hundred worshipers and find the person that's wearing the matching pendant. They hand it to the person and the person gives them the clue. So Hayden does the roadblock and she goes down in there and she says that the energy was just like super cool and that Mm -hmm. would be like something really neat to see. The music was very like respectful and like Mm -hmm. emotional and it did look very cool. Like the history there. That yeah. church is 800 years old. Mm-hmm. And just like 
how important it is to them and how and stuff like that. So some of these teams are very respectful. Yeah. Of it. And some of them not so much. So Kendra and Freddie are pushing their donkeys up the hill right now. And all of a sudden Kendra is just like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And she's like, I used to have asthma as a little girl and something's happening. And Freddie's like, it just seems like a panic attack. You just need to like calm down. Mm-hmm. And these like sweet little <clears throat> kids help her carry her backpack. Yeah. That's kind of like ever since they arrived in Ethiopia, they like just like these sweet kids are like, mm-hmm. hi, hi, my name is. Yeah. Everywhere they go, there's people offering to carry their bags mm-hmm. or tell them how to get there and showing them the way or yeah, they're like the little kids are just, just so the cute sweetest, and they're waving. You know. They're like, hi. Like, they're so cute. <laughs> this, like, little interview, Kendra was, like, crying and she's like, I just want to take them home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They were very, very cute. And Jonathan and Victoria are coming up behind with one donkey, still screaming at each other. Jonathan's like, Jonathan, now Jonathan has a shirt on, but still no pants or shoes. <laughs> And he's like, have some self-respect, Victoria. <laughs> it's like, oh, really, Jonathan? You should put some clothes on. You have on. <laughs> some room to speak here. <sighs> he's, they're, they're just, I don't even have words anymore. <clears throat> well. Um, so Hayden finishes that roadblock and gets the clue. And it says, make your um, way on foot about one mile to the Lollibello lookout to the next pit stop. Yes. So Lori arrives and she does the roadblock and then Chris um does the roadblock and Lori kind of like goes the wrong way. She like goes back up to the top. Yeah, like she like leaves the church. Yeah. And like this is this is one thing where I was surprised that the the per- producers didn't make them do something but like Lori's just wearing a bra and they're in a church. Yeah, well, later Victoria asks somebody if she can wear their shirt. Yeah, this is local guy. So she wears I, their yeah, best, so I wonder if that was just like her choice to be respectful, or I think or it was. Like, I'm surprised they didn't make Lori put a shirt on or mm-hmm. something. Like, she's literally just wearing a bra. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really think about that. And like the other girls, they have like their their bellies covered because Victoria only had a bra too, like yeah. a sports bra, sports bra, and like. Hayden and Chris, they had like their tummies covered, but not their arms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, that's like not very respectful. Even if you don't know the religion or anything, like, yeah, you should cover up a little bit. But yeah, she like walked out of the church to, and she was like asking just people around if they were the worshipers, and they're like, hmm? no. <laughs> so she had to go back in. So Chris found the pendant first or the match first. And the other team's, like, leading their donkeys up the hill. There's, like, it seems like there's kind of, like, a religious ceremony going on. And they're blocking the road, and they won't let the donkeys go through. So these teams have to kind of go around and go a longer way. Mm-hmm. And then this is where Jonathan and Victoria realize that they needed two donkeys instead of one. And they're like, great. We're done. Yeah. We're out. And Jonathan, of course, is blaming Victoria, saying mm-hmm. it's all her fault. Yes. <sighs> And so Lori finds the match. So that means that like Hayden and Aaron, Chris and John and Lori and Bolo are on their way to the pit stop. And like a bunch of locals are helping them, th- helping them get there and things like that. So and then um, this is like, th- yeah, this part is so weird. Weird. So Adam and Rebecca and Adam and Rebecca get to the yield first. So the last teams left are Freddie and Kendra and Jonathan and Victoria. And Adam and Rebecca get there and Jonathan sees them from like far away and he's like, yield Freddie and Kendra. They're, they're behind you. Yield Freddie and Kendra. And so they do. And they do. I'm like, what? Why? Why did you listen to him? At what point in this whole race were you like, oh, I should listen to this guy? (laughs) Like what? I would have been like, absolutely not. I'm yielding you. Goodbye. And it's very weird because they don't ever explain why they did it. So, like, I'm thinking, oh, the way Jonathan worded it, yield Freddie and Kendra, they're behind you still. Like, did they think Jonathan and Victoria had already done it and were on the way to the pit stop? 
Like, was Jonathan helping them and telling them that Freddie and Kendra were... Cause, or, like, did they not know Jonathan and Victoria are also behind them? I don't know. I'm so confused. And they, they just did, do it. They did say it's for self-preservation. So maybe that they know that Freddie and Kendra are a stronger team and we're hoping... Yeah. I don't but know. I don't. I wouldn't even care. I mean, like literally, I would not even care if it was a strong team or not. I'd be like, get this other team out of here. I do yeah. not want to hear them fight one more time. So yeah, they block them, and they it's right at the roadblock. So Adam does the roadblock. Freddie and Kendra come up. They see that they're yielded, and they have to wait. And at this point, Fred, uh, Jonathan, and Victoria have to go back and get their other donkey. So it's like, oh, are Jonathan and Victoria going to pass them? They have to wait. But, but Freddie does the roadblock. Yeah, their time runs out and Freddie is able to do the roadblock because... Before Jonathan and Victoria come back. Yeah, and Adam took forever. Like, yeah, because he, he also went the wrong way and he like left went. the church mm-hmm. and instead of looked for the worshipers inside. And so, Rebecca's like yelling at him. She's like, Adam, stop. And then she was like, oh, I can't yell. This is a sacred place. And yeah. That was another time that I'm like, okay. Yeah. So then, like, Rebecca and Kendra are just standing there right next to each other, waiting for their partners to do the roadblock. And that'd be, like, so awkward because she just yielded them. Yeah. Kendra even says, like, why did you yield us? What? Like, she asked two questions in a row. Why did you yield us? And something else. And then Rebecca was like, so many questions. And then just like ignored her. I'm like, it was a very weird response. (laughs) So many questions. If I was ever confronted by another team, all I would say was, you guys are very strong and we're intimidated by you. Yeah. Like we would want to get you out because you're so strong. You know, that's not like a lie or a bad thing to say (laughs) to another person. But that'd be so awkward to stand there with. I know. She just had to like, you yielded. So, yeah, Freddie gets the clue before Adam. And how embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Because they had a whole 20 minutes pit stop. I mean, yeah. yield. Yeah. They had a whole 20 minute yield. And yeah, so Adam comes out, gets the clue, and then he like freaks out on himself and he starts to cry. He's like, it was right there. I was right there. I'm so stupid. It was right there. Like, he's yeah, really it was like mad a really himself. weird reaction. Like, yeah. It was. Very weird. A temper tantrum. Very immature way to react mm-hmm. to that. Like, it, like just the way he, like, I'm not saying men can't cry. Men can definitely cry. But the way he was very immature. It, it, yeah, it was, it really looked like a two-year-old throwing a fit. Mm-hmm. Like, just like the way he was moving his body and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, while all this is happening, those other teams are checking in. <laughs> so, Hayden and Aaron check in as team number one. So they went from last to first. Yeah, they really turned it around. Yeah, and they went a, ve- a Mexican vacation. I was going to say Mexican vacation. <laughs> <laughs> they went a Mexican vacation. Lori and Bolo team two, and Chris and John team three. And Phil tells Lori and Bolo that they stink. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think this is the second time in a row that Lori and Bolo have passed Chris and John on the way to the pit stop when Chris and John finish before them. Just. Like, yeah kind of weird well yeah that is weird because i feel like it seems like chris and john would be faster on foot than yeah them i don't know maybe their locals took them a shorter maybe way. <laughs> all right so at this point freddie and freddie and kendra and adam and rebecca have their clue heading to the pit stop and victoria and jonathan have finally got their second donkey on the way to the church this is when Victoria asks that local guy if she can borrow his his shirt. shirt. It's like a vest without sleeves and like the the, <laughs> the sleeve on the right shoulder is like ripped and and like it looks it looks a little sad, but it's more respectful than yeah. the others. And Victoria does the roadblock, obviously, and gets the clue. And so team number Four. Four. It's Freddie and Kendra. Okay. And then team number five are Adam and Rebecca. And this part is so annoying. <laughs> this part is so annoying to me. What Jonathan oh, and Victoria Jonathan, yeah. are walking to the pit stop with a bunch of local people that are just trying to be helpful and nice and stuff like that. And Jonathan's like, everyone raise your hand. And he like raises his hand up in a fist like 
like, isn't that like, I don't know how to like word it. Like, it's like a kind of like a black power. Yeah. Like an emblem of yeah. like a sign. Yeah. And something that he shouldn't be doing. He's doing that in Africa with all these people. Yeah. It, it really bothered me. So he's walking the whole way to the pit stop with his fist raised in the air, just being like, he's so full of himself. Cringy. He's so full of himself. And he just wants the attention. He wants it to be like so emotional and like he is just so great. And I'm like, and then they walk up to the mat and they said, I hope you're going to tell us this is a non-elimination round. And I'm like, I hope you're not. Because. <laughs> Please. No. <laughs> I'm so done with you guys. And they are eliminated. Thank goodness. I feel like people watching this in real time, I I would have like a celebration party. I would I like know. bake a cake. Be like, oh I my know. gosh, they're gone. <laughs> I'm like, now I can relax. <laughs> I know. <laughs> finish this season. I feel like all I do is talk about how much I hate Jonathan and how awful Ugh. everything he does is. And yeah, the last couple episodes of Victoria has also been bad. She, yeah. I know that she is in a very toxic relationship and she's treated very badly. But she is a lot as well. But nobody's worse than Jonathan. I'm seriously just like this. Thank goodness. I don't think I could do anymore. We like only do like we don't even finish this season. We're like we can't even do it. <laughs> we quit. <laughs> we cannot watch one more second of him on our TV. Yeah. So thank Ugh. God they're gone. Yeah, and Phil says, like, he says, do you feel like you let each other down? And Jonathan immediately says, no. Like, oh, well, you let us down. <laughs> and Victoria said, we've enjoyed every second of this yeah. race. I'm like, what? No, you, you guys haven't. have literally fought every second. <laughs> yeah, I have not enjoyed every second of this race <laughs> with you guys. Like, what are you talking uh, about? And then Jonathan starts spewing off some some bowl just that platitudes like, that yeah. doesn't even mean that doesn't even mean anything he's like we came on here to blah 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 and if you can accomplish anything in this world then you've made something blah 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 duh, duh. and i'm like that sentence meant nothing like that was just bull like that meant nothing and like you're just saying that because you have to say something inspirational because you're so great and <laughs> ugh, i literally am like just stop talking <laughs> get up get out of here well, thank goodness they're gone. And I I don't know. I I really do have a hard time because I, I don't like to be mean about people. But really, there's just no – you can't – there's nothing nice to say about him. There isn't. <laughs> so, there really isn't. Which is why I'm really surprised at some of his post-race stuff. So yeah. let's get into that. Well, one thing I keep thinking about is like this man owns a spa. I just—he's the least calming person. How, yeah, I've ever. I would never go to his spa. <laughs> I'd be so stressed out. <laughs> Anyways, well, their race average overall was three point six, so they they did pretty well, despite all the fighting yeah. and. They only got that one first place, right? They didn't get any first places. Oh, okay. And every time they came in second. He made it seem like they like lost they the lost million the dollars thing. every yeah. single leg. So yeah, they took fifth, then second, fourth, second, second, third, third, fifth, sixth. So they were second three times. So they were so close, but and they both did four roadblocks. So even though it seemed like Victoria did more, well, she just did the hardest ones. Yeah. <laughs> After the race, Jonathan and Victoria appeared on an episode of Doctor Phil. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that aired February 2005. So that's like right after they got eliminated. Yeah. And then they made a cameo appearance on the television film The Scorn. They I competed on that. Battle of the Network Reality Stars. <laughs> they were on a Reality Stars edition of Fear Factor. And we watched the clip of this. Like, I don't even know what led up to this, but like, Victoria just like walked up and like punched somebody. Punched a guy. Yeah. Punched a man. Yeah. So Jessica was like listening. I was, she was watching it on the other side of the room and I could like hear her. I'm like, what is that? So she had me watch it with her. And yeah, she just like walks up to a guy and just like punches him in the chest. Yeah. 
and Joe Rogan, the the host of Fear Factor, he's like, hey, 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 you like you can't just assault somebody, assault people. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, you don't assault people. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what led up to it, but nothing, nothing like would, yeah, make it so that was okay. And then Jonathan gets into Joe Rogan's face, and they start fighting. Like physically. Yeah. Like and this one of the contestants has to jump in and break it up. His name is The Miz. Okay. I don't Mike the Miz Mizzenin. He was actually on Dancing with the Stars a couple seasons ago, so I actually do know who he is, but mm, weird. He's a WWE wrestler. Oh, okay. And he's like Joe Rogan was would like He obli- would have killed Jonathan yeah. if they <laughs> would obliterate Jonathan something. <laughs> I don't know what his last name was. He knew it. But I'm like, yeah. I know. I think Jonathan is just a lot of talk. He acts tough, but is very not. Mm-hmm. Well, two years, October 6, 2006, they had a child named <sighs> Treese. So that child is now 17 years old. Yeah, 17 years old. And then they got divorced in 2010. So. It took a while. <sighs> yeah. But eventually, then Jonathan remarried. I don't oh know how he gosh. found another wife and had two more children, Sienna and Tribeca. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of mean things that I want to say right now, but I'm not going to say them. But you guys can, <laughs> you can infer what I was going to say. And for his behavior throughout the race, Jonathan was inducted into RNO. I don't know what that means. Reality TV holiday. Reality TV Hall of Shame. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was 10 years ago. All that stuff. Current day, Jonathan is a film producer, director. He owns a hotel in the Hamptons. He has a line of like cologne and like home goods. And he actually looks very successful. Yeah. And... Like, he's directed movie – he directed a movie with, like, Nicolas Cage and somebody. He produced a movie, several movies, but one with Bruce Willis and on his website it says Chad Michael Murphy. Mm. No, his last name is Murray. Yeah. But, yeah, he has, like, a beauty line. Well, it said, like, his thing was entrepreneur. Yeah. So it sounds like he is. And he hosts, like, a like – a, oscars after party i guess that like people want to get invited to and it's just Hmm. weird i'm like did you guys not see him on tv and like like, that makes me mad yeah (laughs) like (laughs) i mean if you're a hard worker and do stuff and know how to be a business person but like also and it seems like he knows how to sweet talk so i'm sure he probably was like oh that wasn't me the editing was bad or i've changed my ways or i don't know any myriad of excuses but Well, he also got exactly what he wanted to go on all those other reality things right after. Oh, yeah. Like, that's exactly what he wanted. And it looks like, remember Joe and Avi that got eliminated first? It looks like he's good friends with Joe. Like, he's in a lot of his social media posts. Hmm. Yeah. And they seemed nice. So, I don't know. Seems like people like him. But. I don't. (laughs) It gives me a bad vibe. Well, Victoria, oh, and also in all of his social media, I don't see him with a wife, so I don't know if he got divorced again, but there's, like, no pictures. He has pictures of his kids, but, like, no pictures of a partner, so. Victoria, did we talk about how she was a Playboy bunny? No. So, before the race, she was Playmate's playmate of the month in january of 1996 Hmm. so she and she had like a pretty successful modeling career before yeah i feel like there's a lot of things they didn't tell us about the racers this season yeah like it's a pretty big deal yeah so now her and a few other former playboy bunnies run a company called rogue bunnies and it's not officially sponsored by playboy but it's like a bunch of bunch of them that they do like a podcast they i i don't even know exactly called rogue bunnies rogue bunnies mayhem podcast and she's like the founder of it 
So there's podcasts. They do like a bunch of social media, a lot of like events. I don't, I don't really know. They sell NFTs. (laughs) (laughs) And trading cards. And okay. It says, who are the rogue bunnies? Rogue bunnies are, um, it's a women led project from 100 playmates that have gone quote unquote rogue. Once a playmate, always a playmate, but officially the Rogue Bunnies have no affiliation with Playboy. These days, the landscape for a playmate has changed dramatically, and we decided to take control of our value IP, what is that, intellectual property, and create something new for our legions of existing fans. The founder, Victoria Fuller, Fuller, Miss January 1996, has reunited the playmates to bring Rogue Bunnies to the metaverse. Yeah, so she's an entrepreneur as well. Yep. This is evident in her vision to build meaningful connections among the rogue bunnies and community members in the metaverse. What is a metaverse? The internet. (laughs) Anyway, so kind of an odd job that she does now, but yeah. I mean, we're podcasters, so I guess that's not that (laughs) odd. (laughs) Just anyway. Well, thank goodness that they're gone. This episode, we're at 55 minutes now. Usually we talk for like 35 to 40 minutes, but we have rambled for an extra 20 minutes about how much we do not like Jonathan. So. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> We've made our feelings clear. Yeah. We don't have to talk about them ever again. Yeah. Okay. One other thing that's unrelated to Jonathan. <laughs> so that Ethiopian runner who won the first gold medal in the Olympics, it was the first gold medal of any African country. In the Olympic, Olympic, oh my gosh, the Olympics. I think it was 1960 Olympics mm-hmm. in Rome. He did it barefoot. What? He did the marathon barefoot. In Ow. record time, he beat a record. I don't know. I bet that's just like how he trained and grew that, up. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That, oh. Well. So. <laughs> cool. Yay. We're happy. We're moving on. We yeah. have, what, 11, 12, 13, three episodes left? Yeah. That's it? I know. And we still have... We, we have five one, teams. One more non-elimination? Yeah. So, and I believe they go to Asia next. Asia? Yeah. Yeah. Sri it's, Lanka. It's about time. I think. Sri Lanka. Okay. So that'll be another new one, I think. Yeah. All right. We'll let you go. Thanks for listening. See you next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at theamazingrewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, the Amazing Rewatch podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.